Hey, it's me. It's your favourite podcast host doing another episode of the Afternoon Afternoon Show. Um, it's the afternoon on a Wednesday. Um, before we start, I'd like to apologise for any background noise. My neighbour has got some construction work going on. They're building some sort of conservatory. It's I don't care, but I just want it to end because it's just been keeping me up and it's amazing. Um, so, what should we start with? Okay, let's start... Okay, yeah, I guess we have to. The biggest news story in the UK right now, it's been going on, what, since early December and... It's finally, like, in its final stages. You know, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Tilted Towers is back in Fortnite, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh. I've, I've, I've been playing a few games. And it's so, I'm so glad that it's back. It first got added, like, January 18th. Um, yeah, January 18th, 2018. And it got re-added January 18th, which was yesterday. Um, I'm so happy it's back. It's, it, it's, chapter three was already one of the best starts for Fortnite economically because they were just raking in so much money because everybody was turning because, I don't know, nostalgia. And to keep up, maintain, I guess they, they brought back Fortnite, Fortnite, they brought back Tilted Towers. And it is amazing. So many people are dropping there. So much good loot. So many chests. The nostalgia of just like going in places that you haven't been in for like years and, yeah, it'd be, like, three years now. It's crazy. It's genuinely... It's made my year. It, and I'm so happy it's back. Um, yeah, I mean... I've, I've, just, I've finished a game just about 20 minutes ago. I didn't play too well because there are sweats and tilted, of course. Um, but it's just so good to be back. And it, it works well. Like, even with the current game mechanics, like the cars, the new guns, um, what else is there? Like, all the plants, that you, the consumables, like the uh, flapper, the fishes, the uh, vegetables that you can eat for health. It still works really, really well as, like, this big battlefield. And I love it. And I'm all for it. And I'm so glad it's back. I suppose Fortnite as a whole has come back. I mean, I'm not sure what the statistics on like viewership and playership and Twitch, but I know that chapter three is the biggest like release of a chapter since eight, like chapter like f- two or three, which you know that's pretty good. And hopefully, if they keep that up, they'll be able to improve Fortnite even more and more. Maybe bring back some old locations: Pleasant Park, Retail Row, Haunted Hills, Jun- Junction. You know what I mean? It it'd be amazing if they kept on doing that. You know, bring back all these old locations would be so beneficial to the game and the community where they've just got it's just like bringing back memories you know like the if they brought back sort of even like just two one or two more like points of interest on the map like pleasant park or whatever it'd be amazing and it'd be so beneficial to the everyone who played the game two or three years ago um i mean oh yeah the chapter one map was just amazing. What you had... I, I'm not sure what season my f- was my favourite. But I think the early early days, early days was where I had the most fun memories. Where, you know, you get home from secondary school and you, you hop on PS4, see who's on. And then you just play until, like, the early morning. <laughs> and 
it'd just be amazing. I remember, I, I still remember my first ever win and, like, the pure ecstasy that I felt because of it, just screaming down the mic. It was in the play, so I think it was chapter, chapter one, season one, or chapter one, season two, and I just got home from my secondary school, and I'd hopped on, and everyone was on, which is pretty rare, everyone was on, and it was, so it was a four-man squad, and I could, it was in the place between Wailing Woods and Retail Row, uh, and Lonely Lodge, the place where it goes down about two or three walls and there are all the storage containers and you know you just farm metal there and it'd be so much and that's the, where the circle closed down to and there were three of us left it was me and two more of my friends and we see in the distance a building up on the up on the hill I think it was near Lonely and we 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 like our hearts are like beating like at the speed of light it's like oh my god oh my god we're gonna do this so they're all the way over there. So and luckily we had storm to our favour. So storm starts coming in. They come to us, and one of my friends gets on top of the crane and starts sniping them. He knocks down two of them, and then my other friend comes in with the double pump strat, and it was like, ah, you know, ah, uh, like I I think I'm I'm, I'm uh, that was when I was playing PS4. So I'm not sure if I've got it clipped, but I I, I can remember it clear as day. And just screaming, and my dad coming in saying, "Oh, Charlie, be quiet, be quiet." And then he looked at the screen, and he's like, "Oh, well done." And it's like, yeah. <laughs> that was happy time. So yeah, if Fortnite can simulate that experience again, that'd just be revolutionary. I think, and it'd be amazing. And you know, I really encourage it because I think it'd be amazing. Um, yeah. So. I suppose we should talk about the actual biggest story in the UK, which is, of course, Partygate and Boris Johnson. Um, I have spiced it up a little this episode. Instead of reading off Twitter, because that's all quite unreliable, I have got a newspaper in front of me. It's the Daily Telegraph. Um, it was £2.50, which is a lot for a newspaper, considering it's a dying industry, you know? That's kind of stupid. Um, but I'm just going to read through the headlines. Um, so, first page... Johnson questioned by Gray over Partygate. PM faces critical... PM faces critical this week... What does that... Oh, I'm really sorry, I can't read. PM faces critical week as Tory MPs complain of enormous anger over alleged breaches and number 10. Boris Johnson has been questioned by Sue Gray over Partygate allegations Whitehall sources have told the Daily Telegraph as new signs of Tory grassroots backlash has emerged. The Prime Minister is understood to have shared what he knows with Miss Gray, the civil servant overseeing the probe, ahead of the publication of the reports as early as this week. That, straight off the bat, annoys me. Sue Gray isn't even independent of the government. She's a civil servant working underneath the government, and she is doing all this work for Boris Johnson because he can't remember and he can't tell what the difference of party is. Boris Johnson, he's just being a complete and utter cock, and... I'm not sure if I want him gone, <laughs> which is kind of con contradictory, but basically my problem is if Boris Johnson goes, who replaces him? A vote of no confidence, which Graham Brady, or the leader of the 1922 committee, 
um, he already has enough letters to start a vote of no confidence. Uh, he had it this morning, so I'm not sure what happened during Prime Minister's questions, I didn't check, but, you know, he should have done something. Um, he's got the 54 letters that's needed to call in vote, vote of no confidence, which is perfect, and that should trigger a leadership election. But, who would replace him? Who would replace him? We've got Rishi Sunak, who's more far-right and interested in privatising the NHS. We've got Priti Patel, who's interested in anti-immigration, suffering and fascism. We've got Michael Gove, who's a complete and utter numpty, who is just a complete pillock, and he goes to raves and he's like, oh, look at me, I'm cool, when he's not. Dominic Raab, he ruined the UK's reputation by being on holiday when there was a COVID emergency in America. So Britain was just... This Britain was in the 1900s Britain was like at its peak 1997 Tony Blair government oh yeah Britain is massive you know but Tony Blair before the Iraq war um, but yeah Britain was at its peak as a country without the empire but we were doing well sure we had a few recessions but you know we fixed it and good policies good go- good strong government and you know that was good but ever since then, so I imagine chessboard, right? The nineties, Britain was, I say, Britain was a bishop in the nineties, right? Twenties, so we're now in the twenties. We're pawns. We're all just pawns. We're tiny. We're tiny. We're minute. It's so stupid. We're very, very bad as a country. We're just awful. Our politics is a sham. Um, the weather's a sham. Um, we just need different. We need a different style of leadership, but I don't see that ever coming with the candidates for the leadership election for the Tories because we're just going to go more right wing or we're just going to go spiralling down a drain, which is going to be perfect. You know, that's exactly what we want. Um, But that's just my opinion. Of course, you're entitled to your own, but yeah, that's just me. Um, What's next? Um... Pandemic drinking <laughs> to, con- to continue for five years. Rates of alcohol consumption, which surged during the pandemic, are likely to stay higher at higher levels for at least five years, the Royal College of Psychiatrics has warned. The head of the organisation's addictions faculty said that millions of people were causing themselves silent harm through their al- alcohol habits, with more and more needing to enter intensive care. Uh-oh! Um... We've got our booze on, and I guess, what are we going to do with that? What are we going to do about it? Um, Not much, I guess. I mean, lockdown has inspired many people to go into depression and mental illness, and hopefully that they can get the help that they need, Um, but if drinking continues, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, it's... How many... I don't know stats about drink. I know that I enjoy drink um, but I'm not sure about the stats of drinking um, it kills 40,000 people a year I want to say um, which mm, is you know bad but and it ruins people's lives to be fair okay drinking is bad Dr- drinking's fine over drinking to like where you're getting drunk every every night that's bad you know um yeah, that's kind of depressing. Wow, okay. 
Um, anyway, back to... Okay, so yeah. Um, written off. Uh, Robert Largan's High Peak constituency office in Derbyshire is, uh, is daubed in graffiti after the Partygate scandal engulfing the Tories. Damien Greenhow, a local Labour councillor, said on Twitter he was disgusted by the vandalism. So basically they've got picture and it is three glass panes in a very high ornate Victorian Art Deco styled office with Robert Largan MP and it is it says I'm here to help uh, with the parliament symbol and his face and it has lies, 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 lies and his face blurred out with red graffiti. Um, that's a shame, but I think it's it's a shame that vandalism occurs and obviously it's a crime, you know, and that's pretty bad. But it's also a shame that that's what it takes to do stuff. Like, obviously, it, the polls are crazy right now. Like, the Conservatives have got like 23%, Labour's on 53 Labour's on 55 Lib Dems are like 7%, Greens 6%, and for some reason UKIP's on there. I oh, know, SNP's 5%, and then UKIP is 1%. Um, I'm not sure if that's entirely right. But the polls are crazy, because P- Labour hasn't polled this high since, like, Blair and Brown, you know? It's pretty bad. But obviously, we can't trust polls, because they're stupid and they're made by the elderly. And, yeah... Hmm. Okay. What else is in the news? Um. Turn the page. Pandemic drinking. British girl five killed in speeding skier accident during lesson in French Alps. That's sad. That's really sad. Man at forty arrested for crashing into child who was following an instructor on an easy blue sp- slope. A five-year-old British girl has died during a skiing class in the French Alps after a man crashed into her at high speed. The child, thought to be from a British expat family living in Geneva, who were on holiday at their second home near the Flame Resort, was part of a group group skiing lesson on an easy blue slope. The class of five children were following an instructor from the National Ski School, the École de Ski Français, down the wide serpentine piste when the incident happened. Conditions were good in the resort, around 50 miles from Geneva, when the crash happened around 11am on Saturday morning. A 40-year-old local man, reportedly a volunteer firefighter, has been arrested and an investigation has been opened into possible manslaughter, according to the local newspaper Le Dauphine. The prosecutor overseeing overseeing the investigation said... The child was in a single file behind the group and was about to make a right turn when he, he was very fu- when she was very violently hit by the skier arriving at high speed who tried in vain to avoid her. The man made efforts to revive the girl and was reportedly aided by a doctor at the scene, but they were unsuccessful. She died while being taken to hospital in a helicopter. That is that's very sad. That's a real shame. Damn. Um, that's a shame. I'm not really sure what to say about that because normally this podcast podcast gets quite controversial, but I don't really want to because it's a real shame. It's a child dying. There's nothing funny about that. Um, 
I guess it was good of him to try and help and revive, but he shouldn't have been going down so fast on a blue slope if it was like marked for learning learners. Um, especially like, surely you'd be able to like get hazard, like you know, in driver's licenses where you're like doing the hazard perception. Surely you'd be able to do that and see. Okay, there's a group on a children. I won't go down this slope at fifty miles an hour. Um, yeah, I mean, damn. Uh, moving on. Uh, what do we have next? What do we have? What what what's on? Our, um, Plan B. Plan B. Covid restrictions. Wearing masks. Doing lateral flow tests. They're out the window. Come January twenty seventh, which is a Thursday. Um, no masks will be needed to wear. Be worn. Um, LFTs out the window. Basically, Boris Johnson's original plan of herd immunity is coming into fruition and what we're going to do about it, you know? Um, not much. Real shame. Um, yeah, I mean, all the COVID restrictions are going, which is such an idiotic move from the government, especially considering their position at the moment. Um, yeah, it's stupid, you know? If they're trying to win over... Oh, actually, is it stupid? They're trying to appeal to the public, but the public already hates them so much that I don't think it's going to do anything. But in previous elections, less educated people have voted for the Conservatives, so it could be assumed that more people of a lesser IQ would be like, woohee, I don't need to wear a mask, I can finally breathe in public, I don't need to wear a mask, I don't need to do LFTs, it's all good. It's quite funny how they've cancelled LFTs just when we're in a shortage. Like, literally like December time, we had to like, we had to get LFTs from Wales. Wales were like stockpiling LFTs and they had like four million. And we had to like ask them for it, that was embarrassing. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know, COVID is going to soar. I personally haven't had it yet, so I have that to look forward to, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do, you know? They're not going to do much, and unless... No, because it, if a no no, uh, vote of no confidence goes through, it'll just be a leadership election. There won't be a change of government. Um, yeah. I mean, literally, what are you going to do? Uh, it's just going to say it's going to stay conservative, and I doubt that Rishi Sunak will be too radical about code restrictions. So, yeah, hopefully this does mean the end of COVID malarkey. I know it's not the end of COVID, but we will have to live like it. it eventually, I'm sure it will become endemic, like Ebola and the bubonic plague. But yeah, we'll see. Um, something to think about, I guess. Um, what's next? Uh, I have got my driving lesson soon. That's interesting. I am learning how to drive. I've got my theory test on the January 27th, same day as Plan B restrictions go away. Hang on a minute, what? Sorry. <laughs> Rewind that. Um... Okay, so I've just looked at the 10 Downing Street Instagram page. 
Face coverings no longer required in classrooms from tomorrow. That is pretty funny, considering they implemented that we have to wear masks in classroom about, what, 16 days ago? Wow. That is pretty funny. The government is so unstable. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry about lying. That is just... <laughs> that's quite funny. Um... Pupils won't need to wear face coverings in classrooms in schools tomorrow, uh, from tomorrow. This is because the national data shows the prevalence of COVID to be on a downward trajectory. Face coverings will no longer needed in indoor communal areas from next Thursday, January 27th. That is so stupid. This is because the national data shows the prevalence of COVID to be on a downward trajectory. So... While COVID is going down, let's remove all the restrictions and watch it surge. Watch it surge like a tsunami. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be amazing. We're gonna be back to online learning and, oh God. That is super fun. So anyway, going re returning back to the point that I made before I looked at that. Um, I'm doing my driver's test, yes. I haven't revised for it yes, uh, yet. I mean, I have. I've been doing questions, but I need to, like, crack on it. I need to learn all the highway code. I've been driving down the car park uh, where I work, which is very big, and at late late nights, um, it's quite empty. So I've been able to get up to fifth gear. Whoa. Um, I love my car. I've got a 1995 Ford Fiesta Equip 1.3. It's done... 29,000 miles, which is extraordinary considering its age, um, and it takes cassettes. So that's something that I've been doing in my free time. I have been recording cassette tapes. Um, they've been pretty funny. I've got the whole setup. Um, yeah, I like them. I've done different mixes. I feel like, oh yeah, I'm, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, it's quite funny because, you know, cassettes, they're so rare in cars now, I guess, and yeah hopefully i'll be driving as soon as possible hopefully early february i really want to because just because i'll make so much more money at work it'd be so much easier with college and yeah i hope the waiting list for the driving the actual driving exam isn't too bad but we'll see hmm okay talk about college um, what do you want to talk about? Politics, philosophy, or French? Uh, I've recently... Let's talk about philosophy. Let's talk about philosophy. Um, Descartes. Descartes's an interesting guy. I... I do kind of admire Descartes. I think he's cool. Um, he basically had many, many crises of faith. And he was like, Uh-oh, what are you going to do? Let's doubt the entire existence of the Earth and the outside world. You know, that's pretty funny. Um, so he had, like, three waves... Why am I... This is kind of boring. Uh, <laughs> he had three waves of doubt, and he was like, whoa, this can't exist because of this reason, this can't exist because of this reason, this can't be exist because of this reason. Like, he can't trust his senses because they've deceived him before. Stuff like that is, you know... He's cool, but it kind of drags on a bit. Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> I like Aristotle, too. I think he's a solid geezer. Um, 
pretty simple, I must admit, but I do like his theories on how to be like a good person. I got a book of his for Christmas. I've got Aristile- Aristotelian Ethics, uh, Virtue Ethics, which, you know, no, that's not what it's called. It's called Nicomachean. Um, Nicomachean? Nico... I don't know. Uh, N-I-C-O-M-A-C-H-E-A-N. Nicomachian, Machian, Machian. There we go. Nicomachian. Um, that's going to be interesting, I hope. going to be really interesting. Because, like, you know, hell with philosophy and stuff. Um, college. So I have French conversation. That's always a blast. Um, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm glad that I'm getting better. At the start, I wasn't too good and I wasn't too confident because for my GCSEs, I had to read out, like, two paragraphs worth of French and I got a distinction for it, so I can't really complain, but I didn't have much practice of conversation at all. Um, but I am enjoying. It's one of my favourite... It's definitely my favourite subject, French. Um, it's scary, though, because... Like, what, just before conversation, if I go to the canteen and meet up with people, they'll always ask me, oh, hey, can you, fr- can you speak French? Can you speak French? And then, sure, I can speak a bit French, but your mind just goes blank. You don't know what to say, you know? It's scary. Um, like, that happened about two weeks ago. And you, you're just like, yeah, I can speak French. What do you want me to say? Because, like, I don't really know what to say. Um... You know. Yeah. Um, today was fun. Today was very fun. I skipped philosophy to go to Kew Gardens in London, in Richmond. That was lovely. Had a walk. Uh, went around the greenhouses, you know. Lovely, jubbly. Um, yeah, pleasant day. Took the... I got a lift up. Uh, yeah. And then I went into... London for a bit, and then I went back down to college um, from Waterloo. It was pretty tense. It was pretty tense. I got a train, so I arrived at Waterloo about quarter to two, and I got the train about ten past two, back going back to college. And it was pretty funny, because I hadn't... So, in conversation, we were doing music from Franco- Francophone or Frank's French-speaking countries, um, which, it was, it's interesting to learn about it, but I chose Djibouti because it's got a funny name, <laughs> you know, Djibouti. It's a country on the Horn of Africa and it's got plenty of culture. I didn't realise this, but Djibouti is so cultural and historical because so many empires had settled there. So you had the ancient Egyptians, you had... Uh, the Romans, you had the Persians, you had the Ottomans, and you had the French, you know? That's a lot of people. And you had the Somalians and the Arabians also. That's a lot of empires. Like, I mean, I suppose if you count out all the empires that are probably settled there, I guess, like, Egypt or the area surrounding the Suez Canal, like Israel, uh, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Syria... Those are probably the highest concentration of empires because that would have covered the Mongol Empire and some of the Chinese and the Arabians and the... Who did Suleiman do? I... Suleiman's a guy. Suleiman did the Ottomans. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Because Djibouti is... Yeah. It's such 
a country that's so behind, but because of deals with the Arabians, it's very, very rich, and there are, like, reports that it could become, like, the next Singapore, which, you know, I'm not too sure about. I'm not too sure if that would actually happen, because you still have a lot of wealth gap in basically all of Africa, but you know how you know what they say. They say like Britain was the eighteenth century, America was the nineteenth century, Asia's gonna be the twentieth century and Africa's gonna be the twenty first. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to see because Africa and sort of North Africa and Southwest Asia, the Middle East, they kinda had their time, like in the twelve hundreds with like the Baghdad House of Wisdom, Suleiman, Ottoman Empire all the gold in Zimbabwe, all the diamonds in Congo and Sierra Leone. You know, America, Mansa Musa, America, Africa was like an extraordinarily rich area. Very, pro- it could have been prosperous. And then, of course, the white man came along and boom, Atlantic slave trade, which is a real tragedy. Because it would have been interesting to see how the world would have worked if not for slavery and how diverse the cultures could be if we actually worked with Africa instead of fucking raping it. Um, yeah. I mean, the stuff that went down in, like, the Belgian Congo and, like, all the genocide that happened there. Talking about Belgian Congo, I used to live in a small village called Purbright, and... I, my, the house that was basically my neighbour used to belong to a Victorian explorer called Henry Morton Stanley. Obviously he's dead, he died many, many years ago. But he was the guy that first discovered Congo. And I found that out during the research and I was like, damn, I know that guy. I used to live next to that guy's old house, you know. That's pretty crazy, you know. What a coincidence. Um, Henry Morton Stanley is, obviously, he's not famous but he's like famous in Victorian explorers as the man who found David Livingston um, in Africa uh, because he was li- Livingston was the only white man around and there's like the famous joke where there's a African tribe and obviously they're black and Livingston is the only white male there and um, Stanley comes up to me and says Livingston I presume which I'm sure would be very funny back in the Victorian times considering like of course he is because he's the only white man there um, that's not even that funny I don't know why I said that. I'm just like sort of speaking you know sometimes I just like speak yeah um, that was pretty yeah, so yeah that was pretty interesting to find out um, and a lot of the culture in Djibouti going back to Djibouti um what is based off of the music it's a lot of the music is done in couples uh, and like it's all about love and politics um but it is what's i gonna say it is a shame how there is such a lack of money in Djibouti because the country's not very good the country's fine but until it gets money like, all the music videos that I tried looking at, they were just so low quality. And, you know, it's a real shame because it's lacking of culture. But I guess they're enjoying it. So, you know, uh, each to their own. Which is interesting. 
Um, anyway, I am probably going to finish this episode here. We've just, well, we hit half an hour about a minute ago. I'm sorry if I was rambling on, you know, I've, yeah, I just do that. I speak. Um, hopefully the background noise wasn't too bad. Um, I am going to go and play some Fortnite Battle Royale and get some crisp 90s and sick LMs in Tilted Towers. Oh yeah. I will see you later guys. Bye.